0: Thank you. year, the epic continues. This is
1: Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Bruin View Podcast. What is up, people? What is up? You must be Brad. I am, and you are, as always... I am Andrew, Mr. Brad. Mm-hmm. And we are the show that critics are saying uh, is, uh, don't be fooled, just because they go straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a prestige
2: podcast. Yes, <laughs> but Yes. We've started streaming. Yep. <clears throat> so what's uh what's a good word anything new happening
1: um in the movie world not so much um in the uh beer world uh they yes, be... ramping up yeah um, hmm. Mm-hmm. we had uh, a little um little teaser last week uh <clears throat> there were like three nights of parades and then uh died down Monday and Tuesday no parades and starting again today through Fat Tuesday parades a couple parades a night so cool
2: any of them go right by your house
1: uh no we could see some of them lining up today yeah um but we where we're at like along the river there's like only one side of the street that people could stand on so from a logistics point they probably want you know As many people to have a vantage point as possible so they do not go down our street Mm. but we can see them lining up and they start once they start rolling there's a couple that go right by us and um, uh, we have a couple friends who live even closer to the parade route in fact pretty much on top of the parade route so nice yeah so it's been fun get your beads yes uh well if you follow us on untapped you'll see i've gotten quite a slew already
2: <laughs> yes you do yeah. nice little picture you got going on again no. well <laughs> i
1: feel a lot of pressure now yes um, but i'm ready yes. to rise to the occasion i think there you go so, well hey.
2: speaking of mm-hmm. why don't you tell us what you're drinking i kind of like the i like the name of it Not yes. kinda, i like it a lot
1: yeah the, so the name was definitely a big influence in me saying well i have to try it hells um, yes yeah So it is called Melancholy and the Infinite Sourness, a nice little play on the uh, 97 Smashing Pumpkins album of a similar name. And uh, so it's by Nola Brewing, which is right up the street from me. And they do, um, they have a couple of flagship, like just classic beers. They got a a blonde ale, brown ale, um, stout, IPA, double IPA um but their sours are in constant rotation and kind of i think a big um a, kind of a big deal for them like they they have a sour program that they're really proud of and so this one right. um is a lot of melon and ginger mm-hmm. and it hits you when you take a sip it right back really there, gets yeah. you right in the jawline there yeah so mm-hmm. um it's uh kind of uh kind of like we talked about it's kind of it's a it's a novelty of a beer for me um i definitely am glad I had help with the bomber um i wouldn't want to drink a whole thing by myself but um i enjoyed it i gave it a three point five it is a well crafted sour beer um <laughs> but and i and i do like sour beers but i also um, there's some that stand out and then, um, a lot of ones from NOLA, just cause they do do so many tend to kind of just blend together. <coughs> so, um, this one's, this one's a, a bit above average, I would say for them, but, uh, sorry, I gave it a 3.5, but, um, yeah, I'd rather a, a nice, I, hoppy beer like i understand i think part of the idea is it's a little more accessible and then when it's hot out it's a little more refreshing but yeah rather rather something crisp than something <clears throat> solid. yeah so. yeah i'm just i don't uh, maybe someday i'll get into
2: them i like them once in a while yeah and only one one at a time i know some people just dig them and that's all they want to drink right and i'm like yeah, it's just too much for me um this crushes your palate for the neck like the foreseeable future, you know? Um, but um okay. Well cool. Nola brewing. Yes. Um I'm gonna gonna check
1: that out someday. Yes. One day. Maybe someday soon. When you um jet setting to dreary London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be fun. Bad food, worse weather, London baby. Yeah. Mary Classic Hoppes. Snatch. Uh,
2: well, I mm-hmm. am having... Um, I've had this beer before on this podcast, but it's their, it's their uh, annual release of this beer from Bell's, uh, Bell's Brewery out there in Michigan. Oh, nice! Uh, the Hop Slam Ale from the 2018 version. A buddy of mine. Uh text me last week of the week before is like, Hey, have you had the hop slam from this year? I'm like, Nope. He said, hey, I got a six pack for you. I was like, sweet. Was like, sweet. See, it's super bowl party. It's nice. like, nice. <laughs> got it there. And he had this thing reserved for me. And, and I he's like and my, uh, Ryan, my brother-in-law was there as well. And I, I was like, sweet. And he goes, well, I got some other beers in here. So I was going to save the hop slam for, for a little bit, you know, just mm-hmm. crack the first one open maybe here or whatever. And, um, he, he um i walk away and i come back and ryan's drinking one hop and i don't care but it just was funny you know yeah
1: um oh i'm gonna hold on to these
2: i'm yeah <laughs> like the one beer i'm gonna hold on to yeah you know and it, but like it's not a big deal at all but uh yeah so uh hop slam uh i reviewed it last year mm-hmm. and it's it's a little different each year um but you also don't have it for years, so it's hard to kind of remember exactly what it tastes like. Right. Um, but I, you always know it's going to be a lot of honey, a lot of hops, and a uh, high alcohol content, and it's uh, good seven things. or ten percent with a seventy IBU. Like I said, it's from Bell's Brewery, and um,
3: <clears throat>
2: it's <laughs> they add six different kinds of hops. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they do a little bit of dry hopping as well um so that's weird, so they they do the regular hop process and then they dry hop afterwards so i don't, maybe that's weird, maybe not but um yeah it's 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 just a flavor ball in your mouth and um i think i had i think I had a beer called the Pallet record whenever I was down in virginia beach uh uh-huh. and it like kills your. It does. It like kind of wrecks your whole. I mean, you can keep drinking that, but it, it's hard to go to anything else. Like anything more subtle. Yeah. And um, but this this isn't quite that bad. But it is. It's pretty pungent. Um, I give four point five because I do love this beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it would come out more. Um, they're really um, uh, they're very uh I don't know they they just don't put out a lot in this area, like you're lucky if one you can find one case at a beer distributor yeah hmm. and it's 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 weird so uh anyways yep yeah, i I still like it, and if I can get a chance to like try to when I do finally send some beer out, I'm gonna try to send some to oh to people uh, that I know oh
1: oh so. yeah i um I saw. I actually was able to find some here. Um, hmm. I haven't had it yet, uh, but because it was like uh, it was like eighteen dollars for a six pack, and I know I know that beer is a little more pricey, but yeah. I think I could find it for like fifteen. I feel like. yeah,
2: probably. Yeah. I mean, I remember I did reserve a, a case of it maybe two or three years ago. Ooh. it's probably actually probably closer to four years ago. I bet, and um, it it was 70 it was a 70 dark case
1: mhm okay you
2: know and and that might be just marking up that, you know the beer server's sure, marking it up or whatever but yeah it's it's a good beer it's not that good you know it's not i I'd never do that again i don't think but yeah i don't want to overpay
1: for it but no. i do want to be um be able to have be, be involved in the conversation i guess for sure so Maybe I'll be it's able Good to... to have a conversation. Yes, yeah, that's what the show's all about. We encourage convos. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so yeah, uh, that's what we're drinking, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to jump on with us and and see what what we're drinking, what you're drinking, Tyler uh, from up in Wisconsin's having a a bozo beer from Evil Twin Brewing. It's mm-hmm. a stout. Uh, he really liked it. Four point two five um I'm trying to find the ones that are either really good or really bad oh mr Peel had a um McGuin McEwan, mcgowan's champion whiskey edition hmm. uh from charles wells Brew. he gave that a four 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 point five of scott scotch ale
3: okay um, Ooh. uh
2: josh that's your boy right yeah uh, he had a, uh, so like four times DH. I don't know.
1: Oh, N- uh, four. Envy. Uh, double four double? times dry hopped. Dry hopped. Okay. On okay.
2: V? Yeah. And he gave that a 4.25.
1: That's from out here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Parish Brewing Company. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I associate those words together. Uh so yeah, if you're into it. Yeah. Send us a little request there on the, the you know, yeah, that's, on that's the uh, untapped. But um yeah, other than that, uh, I went out last night, went to uh, Appalachian Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Um their main their main uh place and uh had a couple, too many actually. Um, they got a, a double LIPA called out of sight, which was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I had quite a few of those, which was made it hard at 5:30 this morning getting up.
1: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> nothing wrong with uh, nothing wrong with that at the time. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> Jim Jim drove me, and uh, I passed out on my home. Nice. Not passed out, but fell asleep for sure. So I guess that's
3: passing out.
2: <laughs> Sorry about that, Jim.
1: Hey, at least uh, you didn't throw up all over the side of his wife's car. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there is always that. Yes. All, all right. right. Wow. Well, well, cool. Yeah. Um, any other uh, anecdotes from the weekend out?
2: Um, well, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess we could count that as a view. Type mm-hmm. thing It was an enjoyable it. game. Yeah, it was finally nice to see uh, a game where you know no one, everyone, no one uh, pushed out. It was all, hey, we're here to win. Yeah. let's pull out all stops. Let's not play not to lose. And so that was it, on both sides too. Mm. It, was, it was fun to watch. Yeah. So, and I don't think really there's anywhere like you know usually after like football games. You know, there's someone you always find someone to blame and stuff. And in yeah. this one, there was no nothing really to blame. You know, other than blaming Tom Brady for not catching the ball or the, one the defense <laughs> is not stepping up. But yeah. for the most, for the most part, there's no one really to blame. You know,
1: but anyways, yeah, um, yeah, it was a good game. I I try not to. It's so easy to jump on the uh, Patriots hate bandwagon and oh, is, i did it
2: i could do a complete 180 it's i was i was rooting for them.
1: oh i i wasn't rooting for them but i the way that i always think about it is is you just wait they're they're no one uh heavy as the head yes they're yes. not going to be there forever because i remember growing up i i thought that yeah that's just what the bulls do they win all the yeah. time and and people
2: look back fondly on those teams, whether it's like the, you know, the steel curtain or right, yeah, you know, the you know, you look back on those dynasties like, oh wow, how great was that? How great was that? Mm-hmm. And might as well enjoy it while we got it, right?
1: Yeah, because uh, it is going to be some of the best, um, athletic displays of athleticism you're going to get to see. Yeah. And in in the moment, yeah, I get it. You you don't like it, but um, right. at at some point, uh it, it yeah. won't be won't be happening anymore so
2: yeah I was gonna say you know try not to hate watch but mm-hmm. I was kind of hate watching for the eagles because oh yeah i mean the, the eagles fans
1: around here are very obnoxious and <laughs> oh yeah I'm sure it's just around there, <laughs> yeah there was a funny thing i think
2: it was on uh Dan Levitard's levitard show they were doing um uh the, he was just reading off the what is it the the scanner hmm um, the police scanner oh, and like God. all the different so things good. that the police were saying mm-hmm. during, you know, at ten twenty 20 yeah. PM after they won. And and the funny thing, you know, you know, people were climbing up poles and mm-hmm. standing on top of trucks and all that stuff. So it was yeah.
1: kind of funny. I saw, I, I was reading like stuff about like, you know, people getting pissy and going back and forth on, uh. Twitter and stuff like that, you know. Of course, that's that's, what? that's where you go to get all the good info. The um, none of, none of that mainstream fake news everyone's always talking about these days. Got to go to Twitter for the real deal. Um, and some like Philadelphia fans were pissed that they just get this label of like. Well, you earned it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't earn it, but it's like it's it's just part. <laughs> yeah. of, it's part of sports, and it's part of. Um, it's just part of the the competitive nature of the, you know the rivalry of aligning yourself with different teams. You know, yeah. You think Cubs fans like hearing about you know how it took them one hundred and eight years to win a um a championship, a World yeah. Series? Like no, but you take it in stride because it's part of life. And if you're not you know, I think you should. If you know you're not a piece of shit, don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, like, just you relax. Know. You'll be fine. Yeah. There are more fucking arrests in Boston after uh, the uh, one of the things I saw. There was more arrests in Boston after. Yeah, after the Eagles won. than there were in compare Philly. Compare yourself to. I was like, yeah, and uh, they're idiots too. And yeah, you know, and you know why? Because they're not uh, the. Uh, they're not a Chicago team, so they're done. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think that it doesn't matter. <clears throat> and you know what? All these people that are calling you guys scumbags and and you know trash people, you're never going to meet them in real life. So why do you care about their opinion? <laughs> exactly. But uh, what can you do?
2: Not a whole lot. No. You know what you can do? Go mm. watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Um, how about, I'm going to start mine off first. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. Because right? I don't know how much really we can talk about it. Um, yeah. Um, It's a, it's something that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I'm glad you signed it, because I, I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger just, you know, maybe I would have, but... Um, uh, now I can't pull it up. Uh, my ratings. Everything's running really slow. Mm-hmm. All right, so I watched uh, The Devil's Double. Yes, uh, streaming on
3: Amazon. The, uh, Amazon.
2: Yes. Um, uh, starring Dominic Cooper, who he's familiar looking. Uh, he was um, he was Howard Stark in Captain America. Um, and other than that, oh, he's in Preacher. I <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I should watch that. Um, he, he's kind of like a B. Action movie star, kind of. It looks like um, he was in.
1: Yeah, yeah not He hasn't really broken movie. broken mainstream yet. It, yeah, he's kind of like one of those um, bubble actors. Yes,
2: yes. Like, he's right, right, Good looking guy, decent actor. Yeah, he uh, right could on the, go.
1: Oh, the Wait. Right,
2: and he actually put, pulls off the uh, Tom Hardy in uh, in Legend or. Jean Claude Van Damme in Double Trouble or whatever that was, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, but he's Lindsay he Lohan plays, in the Parent Trap. Yes, Lindsay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that plays a, two characters. Best example. Um, mm-hmm. One is Uday Hussein, and the other is Latif Yahida. Yahida, and so, anyways, this movie is about. So we've heard about. I didn't know really about this story, but we did have heard. I remember hearing stories about like Saddam Hussein having having um, uh, doubles, like people yeah. that would go around masquerading, you know, to protect him and and you know, um, also kind of intimidate the people. Like he can be anywhere, anytime, and all that stuff. Right. But <clears throat> um, uh, Saddam's sons Uday and Kusei Hussein were notorious were notorious uh, for being. Um, a dictators, like the it, I guess they're like the worst. It would be like problem child if they had a lot of money.
1: Yeah, they're they're uh... or,
2: or had an evil dictator stepfather or yeah. uh, father.
3: <laughs> problem
2: child. Um, but I mean, it, what it is is like the um, all the worst you can imagine with. Uh, ultimate power, mm-hmm. and thus breeding ultimate corruption, and um, and and you get an idea. Well, so anyways, the story of at least Uday Hussein is that he was in charge of the Olympics or the Olympic. Uh, he was the head of the Olympic Iraqi Olympic uh, program, mm-hmm. and the one thing I remember hearing from him or about him was the. Uh, torture and like, like all the like the bad things that would happen if they didn't perform well, um, and just like power and gone awry and right. with no checks, no balances, and or anything like that. And um, this is the story of a guy um, who was in the army uh, and was and because he looked like Uday, he was recruited to be his double. Just because I think his dad had a double, there was no other real reason to have him yeah um and what it does it just tells the story of this guy now I don't know how much of this movie's true um it you know i maybe a lot of it maybe not i mean there's there there's a lot of uh dramatic moments that I'm sure were fake um it it did a good job in per, uh, uh in um, depicting the uh, lavish lifestyle that was was Baghdad, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the late '80s, early '90s, uh, before they decided to go into Kuwait, um, and it shows the different, you know, um, the difference between the Shiite and the um, the Shiite and the uh, other Muslims. That's not very good. No, uh, i don't know but anyways uh you know you think it's everyone thinks that, you know when you say muslim everyone's thinking like a you know a goat herding radical person well this is uh, the other side of it just like in our society you have people who are devoutly religious and then people who say they're religious and they're yeah. devoutly narcissistic um and this is the narcissistic side of it um not a good movie. Uh, It was interesting at times, but it was overly dramatic at others. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, I don't know. um, Interesting story. I I would probably recommend it just for the, just to get a little glimpse into that time in history and, Mm -hmm. and what all happened. And, and like, I kept thinking of like Saddam had it so good at that time. Like he was, king like why do you yeah. invade Ku- or, or, or yeah quite like why do that and bring down the wrath absolute power yeah so um i don't know
1: what do you what did you think of it um it's actually been a while since i've seen it but i liked it um and it is uh it is funny now i don't know i'm just kind of focused on like the fact that like he really There was no reason for him to have a double. (laughs) So stupid. Right. Um, I think he just, because he wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for like, yeah, for, for that seemed to be the reason. But I enjoyed it. um, And, uh, of course, this was, when did this come out?
3: 2011.
1: So Mm I don't know. I, I, yeah. My tastes have probably changed, but I remember liking it a lot at the time. So yeah, um, I mean, there's there's things to like about it, but yeah, it was oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm just trying to like then versus now. Now we're watching, you know, at least one new movie. If we watch only one new movie a week, we're we're watching 52 a year since we've started doing this. And right. I think we're yeah, and it's rare as the week rare we're watching yet. just one. Right? So. Yeah. So.
2: So, yeah, um, you could do a lot worse. I gave it a five just because it, there was a lot of, uh, it was just overly dramatic where it didn't need to be like the story itself is good enough. Like you don't have to, you don't have to like, um, pour it on, you know, you could be a little bit more subtle Mm -hmm. and that's hard to say with this guy, but like, you know, as bad as he was and he was terrible. Um, like they didn't need to make him cartoonish. I think that's the problem with it, right? Okay. Yeah. And maybe he was that way, but uh, and from all counts he was very, 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 very bad. Yeah. Uh, but he was kind of cartoonish um in this. So um decent. Uh, he did a good he did a really good job, uh as uh, Dominic Cooper. So um other than that, uh yeah, streaming on Amazon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Uh you assigned me a movie called I'm sorry. Um that's okay. I uh <laughs> I think I, I think I'll be okay. So you watched this as well? Or Yes.
2: I watched it yes. Right. I watched it last week and I was because I um I knew it was up for uh best documentary mm-hmm. this year. And there's a couple now streaming on Amazon. Or on Netflix that are up for best documentary.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like my opinion on it is very weird, but here we go. Uh, so, okay. The Last Man in Aleppo um, is from last year, since it is up for uh, an Oscar. Um, but it is about this uh, volunteer group called the White Helmets um, trying to save lives um, during the syrian civil war and uh it is um at times it's pretty graphic at times it's really heartwarming um at times it's really um tragic and (laughs) just overall it's kind of just pretty sad um so we uh, we get to meet these people who um are really just we're regular citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mentioned it in the movie, but I don't think that it can be overstated that these guys are just regular guys who have been thrust into extreme circumstances. And um, just the the sense of duty that they talk with and um, sense of commitment that they have to um, keeping their, their uh, community, the people around them safe or, or trying to, um, get them to safety is just so, uh, incredible. And, um, and
2: what they're doing is like, they're like the Russians are, are have this campaign against them where they're, they're bombing this, this town, they're bombing all of Syria. Um, but they're specifically Aleppo and, they're like the first responders, they're the people right. that are digging people out of the the rubble and that
1: yeah, and um they really are just uh um working with what little they have um they show you like the um there's a scene where they try and go to the pharmacy uh because one of uh Khalid, one of the main guys they follow, his daughter's malnourished. And uh, they can't get vitamins or medicine. Um, and because uh, they're basically, I mean, Russia's like going to wipe them off the map. Yeah. Aren't they? Like, it's not, uh, you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility that this will stop, but this city is. Unless something <laughs> drastic happens, this city is going to be gone soon, which is insane yeah. to be watching it. Like I that's mean, one the, of the things that's yeah. so wild about this. Yeah, the access they
2: had, yeah. and like just the, this, just the footage they put on. It's like there's no part like of the city. I mean, I'm sure there's parts that weren't. I mean, it's not like they're a film like the nice parts, right? Um, you know, this documentary crew was right in the middle of everything that was happening and it was uh the access they got was frightening
1: yes um, yeah um and it's incredible like it it, uh it just is it's it's wild it's a wild thing to behold um yes and uh just the the um I don't know. It's these these people, the, this, uh, the, the white helmet group is just so, um, so it's interesting an- to me. Cause like I said, I don't think it can be overstated that these are not trained first responders. And you see, you even see them just getting in, digging through rubble with their hands. Like they don't have access to a lot of stuff. No. Um, and just the, they just kind of, uh, have accept like, um, you see a couple of them say like oh i'm I'm not going to Turkey I'm going to die here, yeah and like just i mean it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a truly just... truly
2: like and I think this might get thrown around too much, but this I think is the embodiment of like a noble uh calling um and maybe a fool's errand because like you said, this place is probably gonna end up you know as a as a giant pal rubble, but you know, and people were fleeing and it, it gives you, you know what it does? Um, and I'm, you know, it's all, all, obviously a documentary, like it has a slant and it has, once to tell a story and it obviously right. it does and it's effective and it's a heartbreaking story, but, um, what it does is it, it makes you feel like you look at all the, like the Syria, like there's, you know, the Syri- you hear things about the Syrian refugees mm-hmm. and you're like, well, what are they running from? Well, this is what they're running from, you know, like, and it shows you what they're running from. And like, I can't even imagine being in a city like that. Like, like, yeah, you know what I mean, like one of those. if one of those things happens in an in American city, you know, it is it shocks the whole nation. And we try to we we need to try to rebuild and, like, right. you know, and it's a thing. I mean, this is happening like every other day. Yeah, and it's frightening.
1: Yeah. There was a scene specifically where they were like driving through the streets and it it all seemed uh unsettlingly casual and then someone yes. was like hey don't don't gather in crowds cuz they might bomb here again yes and it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't with the uh you know people jumping out of the car and being you know dramatic strings playing and and rushing people to safety it was like the, you know they are just this washed out film that looks like it's from the late 80s <laughs> um, yeah. Because that's probably, you know, what, what they had. Um, just some people saying, hey, th- hey, don't gather here. The Russians might bomb us again. And, like, there was another situation where they were just like, uh, oh, they, the, you know, they dropped 26 bombs today. And you see, like, buildings crumbling and, like, heaps of rubble. And so it's not just, like, um, like someone's apprehended with a pipe bomb and, you know, two, two people were hurt and eight were injured. And not, that right. not that that's not um, bad either, but it's like uh, drops in a bucket compared to what's happening over there. Right. I, I, yeah. I, it's,
2: um, well, those, some of the aerial shots they showed, uh, or not aerial shots, but like shots, like wide shots of the whole town. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see you like, they follow a bomb falling. And it, it just it, it hits the city, and then like it's uh, uh, it's uh, so yeah. Well, uh, so it, explain yourself on like what what you whatever you're saying about okay. Like,
1: um, well, first off, uh, before I get to that, I feel like it's it's a perspective movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the type of movie where it's like because we just get. Um, and maybe not necessarily you or I, but the, the collective, we just get so actually, I know it's not you or I, cause we often talk about how great it, like how this is the best time to be alive. Like, yeah. even though all this crappy stuff is happening, that's yeah. really all it is. It's like the shit going on around us. It's, it's kind of crappy, oh, um, fa- but absolutely. you watch this and it's like there, you know, oh, the president's saying stupid shit on Twitter and it, it could go very poorly. Over there yeah. it's like, well, the twenty six barrel bombs were dropped by Russians and there's a ceasefire, but their helicopters are still um circling us. Um so Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those where it's like right. uh, like yeah. I know things suck right now and I know that um there there are bad things happening in America and, and um there's a lot of people that aren't being treated well that should be. Uh mm-hmm. but it's like and I don't mean to um, trivialize the things that other people are going through, but it is, by comparison, yeah, far it's, better, far better than than uh, what's happening. Yeah, it's it's definitely
2: uh, step back and look at what's going on. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know,
2: and I'm, you know, everyone, you know, we hear a lot about at mm-hmm. the risk of getting a little political, but we you know we hear a lot about you know at the biggest you know we all about like refugees immigrants all this stuff
3: mm-hmm.
2: and understood why you know, people want to take a stance against that kind of stuff i i'm not e- i'm not even excuse like i like just instead of excusing it i just you just want to explain why they're coming over right. and you know there are some bad characters some bad of actors course. coming to wherever and, mm-hmm. and for whatever there's
1: bad people um, in here already too though
2: yeah, but okay. <laughs> at the same time, if you take a look at at from the the person's shoes, like desperate to get their family out of this, yeah. out of this like a, a crumbling, literally a crumbling city, mm-hmm. you know, you you kind of get an idea of why they'd want to do it, right? Whether it's right, yeah. or, whether it's right or wrong, whatever. But I, I for one, I know that I wouldn't stand and
1: s- sit and um and stay in that city with my family, mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah absolutely and like i said not to trivialize what's happening to to people i you know we we know certain people that would refer to me as uh well with valueless opinions but would refer hmm. to me as ultra liberal snowflake type you know name calling um <laughs> so it's not like i i don't care about the stuff that's happening here but just you get a little perspective watching something
2: yeah. like this. But you just yeah, it it's a it's a good way to good way to kind of say hey, things aren't as bad as
1: Yeah, you things may think. things kind of suck right now, but mm. um and and it's a good thing too to be like, hey, you know what? Um maybe it gets someone mobilized and motivated to be like, you know, th- things are bad, but they could be a lot worse, so maybe you need to Start being active in yeah something I don't know, um, but yeah, so so uh, I gave this an eight okay. um, I think it's great, but I also could have done without a lot of it because while I think it's great, and this is where I said my review might seem kind of weird or contradictory here is um, it got it's a documentary it's it's um, supposed to show you a side of a story. Um, I felt at times the dynamic of it was one, super repetitive. And, and I think they were going for um, to add some some gravitas, some, <clears> some <throat> gravity to the situation, which it does, but I could have done without a lot of it because it was, the dynamic of it was very, um, you get the white helmets in, uh, a crumbling city, rescuing people. You know, it, you see some really horrific things. That's very casually, like finding limbs. Um, that you know, the poor little boy in the um, one of the opening scenes of the movie. He has. He's alive, but he's you know, had clearly has serious head trauma. Um, and then it cuts back to um, the. I guess the main focus of the movie is a guy named Cali Dumar Hara mm-hmm. and uh, it cuts back to him and kind of just shows his him with his kids like just family um, the family dynamic at home. Yeah there's and yeah it, I, I understand it what just, you're saying it's, yeah, it's a and little repetitive. It's and, effective um, when you you kind of see like you <laughs> and this is, again why I, I'm contradicting myself because I say that it can't be overstated that these are just regular guys um mm. but i do think that it can be shown a little too much and it did yeah. it, it really went back and forth of crumbling building internal shot with the family yeah crumbling, and i think yeah. i mean
2: you may run a risk or the filmmaker may run the risk of just over uh you know uh, uh maybe a little uh you go numb to some of the stuff like to some of those images you, you, you may I not that it, I did but like I, I could understand uh-huh. um you know just the crumbling buildings you know you see that but obviously the you know being pulled you know the uh, the kids yeah the tender Christ. moments
1: and it is sad it's it's it is sad but um trying to like look at it objectively at, at in a uh a filmmaking standpoint I think this story could have been condensed to about an hour um Yeah. Just because it does it does run the risk of losing its effectiveness with that repetitiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, But all in all, I liked it. Um, I think that uh, I I recommend it. Um, It's not a lighthearted affair, so uh, no.
2: It's, it's not lightly. like
1: something you're going to enjoy, yeah, um, at all. It's, I mean, but if you want to get a little educated on it, it's worthwhile. But you're not going to come away like, oh, I, you know, I just watched a, a beautiful f- film, yeah,
3: like
2: no.
1: But it's it's a worthwhile watch, and and um, I think that it's uh, it is um, all in all, it, it is well made. But I do have that those one or two critiques for it. Yeah. So. Nope. I got you, but I am. Um, you you apologize at the top of the review. I'm glad you assigned it to me. I'm glad I watched it. So yeah,
2: um, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, um, yeah. No matter how bad you have it, it's yeah. you, someone and like good on those filmmakers because holy shit. Yeah, like, that's that, that's quite an undertaking. Series. Yeah,
1: yeah. Poof,
2: and those. Well, um, what am I saying? Good on the those white hats. Because, right, yeah. Like, good
1: on those guys. Like they, it's it's an amazing story. It's a, like a it's group a, of people. It's
2: like uh, it's a Sisyphean, um, it's a Sisyphean job they have. It's you know they're rolling that, <laughs> rolling that rock up the right. hill every day, and then at the bottom they, or the next day they got to do the same thing. It's mm-hmm. just like, ugh. But yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I I gave it a nine. Okay. Because uh, nice. it, for me, it was, yeah. I mean, I can, like I said, it's, it's, uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, um,
1: I think it is incredibly effective, but it, it does run that risk of becoming ineffective with its, its constant tonal shifts. Or, you know, someone, someone who maybe is watching with, you know, their arms crossed is going to get agitated. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just going to stop there and say I recommend it.
2: Yeah. I, I do too. <clears throat> um well, okay. Um well, if how about we yeah, let's uh, recommend some movies. Let us. Yes.
3: Let's.
2: Um I saw some that's streaming that you said you were interested. I don't know if it was like a year ago. I think it was like when we were doing our summer preview type thing. Yeah. Lo- f- films we were looking forward to. Um, you said about the new Godzilla. Well, it is streaming on Netflix now. So, yeah, you yeah.
1: can
2: get, you'll get your cake and eat it too. Yes.
1: King of the Monsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is time. Uh, awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I've got one for you. Mm-hmm. It is a. Netflix original um it is a movie called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yes. What, uh, so what's the his name? Story of the National Lampoon.
2: Yes. Yeah, there's um yeah, I'm looking forward to that cuz I've uh there's a bunch of good guys in there. Oh, right? Yeah, great playing, cast playing those guys.
1: Will Forte and uh Domhnall Gleeson are yes. in the mix, so really what else do you need but yes yeah there's um it's got a pretty good cast and uh i actually i haven't um really read up much about it i i think i'm gonna watch it with you and then uh kind of just just try and go in and and enjoy it and then uh afterwards we'll talk about it i guess sure (laughs) i guess Um, i know we will (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) um Okay, cool. Uh yeah, I was supposed to watch another movie. You assigned mm-hmm. me another one because I asked for it. Uh, but I will try to watch it. I think the Super Bowl got in the way this week, so yeah, there's a lot going on. you know, four and a half hours of <clears throat>
1: great commercials.
2: Sports. Yeah. Well sports well, we are did. great. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll be watching Battle for Sevastopol. Sevastopol um uh next week. Sorry about that, Devin. I know you were looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, but based on the that, well, let me let's get to what should we they should watch on a couple streamers, yeah. Um, on net or on Amazon, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I recommended this, but I know I reviewed it on uh on this year's show, it comes at night, it's streaming on Amazon right now, uh, starring
1: um, oh, what's his name, uh. I'm, I'm blanking as well. Uh, oh, crap. That guy. Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. Yes. I wanted uh, to say Joel McHale. Yeah. Uh,
2: a very subtle and uh, kind of creepy, good performance movie um, that I, I really maybe turn a corner on him as far as an actor goes. So, okay. um, Check that out if you'd like
1: Nice. Um I got one I I don't think you like this one. Um but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh recently added to Netflix from 2007, Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. Uh Yeah. Yeah, music parody of uh what was it? Walk the Line. Yeah. Good little uh I like it. So. Yeah, I think I only got
2: through like part of it. I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> saw it before. Uh but yeah, I love John Stewart. <laughs> I <Riley>.
3: get it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> It's like,
3: hmm,
1: hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh I like it a lot. Um I think it's a good uh parody of the, the um ultra serious music biopics that mm-hmm. we get every couple of years. So they should have done that for inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> I mean it is kind of like a send up of that, that style of movie more so yeah. than the actual like characters of the movie. Yeah. Of the movies, but I'm an artist. I'm dark. I'm depressed. Yeah. yeah. Dewey Cox needs to think about his whole life before he goes on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny uh, uh, to me. And uh, so next week we're going to be talking uh, the latest Godzilla, uh, not the um, Brian Cranston bait and switch version. Um, and that's streaming on Netflix as well as a futile and stupid gesture. Uh, and we'll be talking about those next week and if you want to uh wait till you hear what we have to say uh we will be uh recommending it comes at night on Amazon Prime and walk hard the Dewey Cox story on Netflix. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um <clears throat> we um
2: based on us watching the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and we actually we got a tweet from Fredo yes. saying that, uh, well, the bad thing is a Super Bowl party, so I really wasn't watching the commercials. I was kind of just talking with people and kind of watching the game. And then I came home, yeah. and Brooke and I watched the end of the game, and then I kind of started fast-forwarding, because I like watching the commercials. But like midway through the first quarter, mm-hmm. um, uh, a trailer comes up, right? Yes. And we get a tweet from Fredo Says, I hope I'm thinking what you're thinking about the subject of next week's show. Go ahead, call that audible. <laughs> and both you and I were kind of like, "What? I'm not sure what he's."
1: Yeah, I'm what he's talking s- about. Still and then not I, sure, but we'll then see. I,
2: yes, and then I saw the trailer mm-hmm. for for what we're going to be talking about next. And yes. I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and we, and then we got some emails, right, yes. or some texts and emails. Uh, it seems like everyone saw the same commercial and I'm like, Hey, let's take this dive. Yeah. Um, uh, but first let's get to, uh, Mr. Peel.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: he sent us a, a nice little email.
3: And
2: um, he wished us a happy belated second. Uh, he, 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 got to, uh, he got to watch the last Jedi. Which is and he pretty much echoes our thoughts on it as far as um, kind of a filler episode. Yeah, um, he gave us seven out of ten. He watched uh, Jumanji, which I'm hearing really good things about. People really I like am it
1: too. Um, yeah, curious. About I know it. my
2: son did. So hey, there you go. Um, he also watched Jim and Andy, which mm-hmm. <laughs> he really doesn't like. That that's um that's is that you and uh, Adventure
1: Adventure Jimmy's new podcast Jim
2: and,
1: Andy. Jim and Andy uh actually it's called Jim and Andy the Great Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um Netflix you'll be hearing from uh K Quiz. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah the yeah self involved Jim Carrey. Uh yeah. gave that a 6 out of 10. Uh but he also went down to Paul Newman uh where he's watching The Hustler Papillon mm-hmm. um Butch Cassidy's Sundance Kid and Cool Hand Luke which I have seen Cool Hand Luke and Butch Cassidy, but I haven't seen Cool Hand Luke for probably twenty years. I bet, which is you know what—that's something I probably need to get back on my my list. Let's so, see. and I'm really interested in Papillon because I know Corolla talks about that all the time, mm. um, and I've heard good things. So I don't know, uh, but he also is looking forward to our James Bond top five, mm-hmm. which keep teasing. Yep, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you, Peel. Oh yes, and then he also reviewed Cloverfield, mm-hmm. Paradox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, do you want to? Well, might as well say what he said, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was um, he's very excited about it um, with the, you know Chris O'Dowd and Daniel Bruhl and uh, and uh, Gugu Mothwa? Who that? I believe that she...
1: was the um, lead woman. Um, what, what part did she play? In I don't remember characters having names in that movie.
2: Uh... Yeah. No, but anyways, uh, I said it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the storyline was a tad haphazard, which uh, and he didn't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he may need to rewatch it, but we're gonna we're here to tell you. Uh, him. you may not need to yeah.
1: we'll review it yeah we'll give, we'll, you, a good we'll idea. give you the final say
2: <laughs> yes um and then you want to talk uh what devin sent today
1: yeah absolutely so we we heard from our uh friend master zed uh he shot us a text letting us know what's up what's up and if you give me a second here so uh he uh he also um uh he and i were going back and forth about the uh cloverfield paradox um should uh should we just hop right into to it or
2: yeah i guess so yeah um okay. all right so yeah so last two well two years what yeah 2 years ago right at the beginning mm-hmm. when we started podcasting we were like Cloverfield. This looks good. This looks yeah. good. Let's go watch it. We watched it. We loved it. It was great. Um, John Goodman, Elizabeth Winstead. Great. What's the other guy's name? Uh, ginger. Um, that guy.
1: Yeah, that guy, you know.
2: Yes. Um, we loved it. Uh, great little twist. Didn't even need to be set in the in the Cloverfield universe, but yep. it was. Um, you know, the ending was a little weird. Tapped on
1: ending for sure. Yeah,
2: but overall, I didn't mind it too much because the rest of it was so great. Um, And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the Super Bowl, this thing comes out. I I knew there was rumblings about a Cloverfield sequel. Yeah. And I think we had talked about it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, Netflix comes out and says, sooner sooner than you expect or something like
3: that. Yeah.
2: And I'm like, oh, uh, how long is it coming up? So I pulled it up on Netflix. I'm like, oh. Well, watch the trailer and I hit play, and here the whole movie comes up. I'm like, oh, sweet! I started watching it. I think Sunday night, and uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, Netflix mm-hmm. pulled a fast one. Yeah, and I'm um, maybe I, I I now realize why they um, why they didn't do a lot of promotion for it.
1: Okay, yeah. So um, let's yeah let's put get, a pin yeah. in that because i do have uh definitely some thoughts on that as well um but yeah they they did uh they they did pull a fast one and uh it came out immediately after the super Bowl which was cool um in theory because uh, we were talking about ten cloverfield lane kind of it did the same thing where it came out of nowhere um but then it 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 did make its way to theaters and uh i was surprised when i looked up uh, cloverfield uh 10 cloverfield lane did pretty well in theaters um i wasn't sure because i felt like um you and i were the only people really talking about it yeah uh but that just might not that just wasn't a good enough uh sample yeah population, i mean it, I mean it gross
2: seven seventy one million yeah with yeah with a 15 budget.
1: million budget yeah so it it recouped and then and and more, and much more um which I guess I never really i never really realized um and I'm now realizing after searching the internets uh that there's a huge fan base for the this cloverfield universe um and i I like the original cloverfield it's been a long time since I've seen it. i wanna watch it again mm-hmm. um I think it's one of the better found footage movies um but Time Cloverfield Lane was fantastic. And it, it kind of, I, I was going to say, um, I remember seeing it the in theaters by myself. And really, it was, like, I have really fond memories of sitting down to watch this movie in theaters. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for Cloverfield Paradox. Because um, you get two different, well, the first two were two totally different movies. Right. Um,
2: you know, found footage. And then one that's pretty much a play inside of a, yeah, you know, in a, in a dungeon, and um, but pulled off real well. Dialogue was great. Characters were awesome. You know, just acted the hell out of it. Yeah, uh, tense, dramatic, all that, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, in in my opinion, the worst part of that movie was the Cloverfield tie-in. It just felt right. like a tacked-on ending. Um, but still, it's just a standalone great movie, and it it really wasn't. Um, Reliance on your knowledge of the original movie, yes, which yeah, at it could that have been point anything. was about eight years old. So, mm-hmm. um, so good on them for that. That's pretty cool. Uh, so going into this, uh, high, high expectations,
2: yes. And and like, I'm like, okay, well, they're gonna do the same thing, they're gonna do something totally different. Mm-hmm. And from right off the bat, you're like, okay, this is totally different, and uh, basically, it's I guess uh, the okay. So this is the part. Where, I mean, we're going to spoil
1: this. Yeah, movie. this is if you don't if you haven't watched it yet and you want to spoilers from here on out. They're yeah, gone.
2: but just know right now that both of, both of us do not recommend. It not a recommendation. Yes. No. Uh, so if uh, if that means anything, you want to keep listening, then keep on listening. If you want to save it for yourself, then save it for yourself. But um, so yeah, we get uh, a crew on a ship. Um. On a, on a on a space station a little bit of backstory you know whatever that means like there's mm-hmm. there's drama uh in the world there's oil shortages there's um you know uh tensions you know ramped up you know uh but they're trying to find a a source of uh a source of renewable renewable source of energy right so mm-hmm. they decide to do uh, higgs boson or uh, not higgs but um uh, whatever a, a particle accelerator or something up in space because they can't do it on earth but we so we have to do it on a spaceship
1: yes <laughs> which you Finally, know if they spent particle. that much
2: money on the spaceship and this this particle accelerator <laughs> b- which probably cost you know billions of dollars just why don't you just invest it
1: in like clean energy yeah down on
2: earth? <laughs> like you know so but regardless uh yeah but, but like it, it, you pretty much okay so, uh, well, okay, let's set it up. I guess mm-hmm. um, you get a whole big cast of characters. Um, you get all this. It's a stereotypical uh, cast. It's yeah. a, it's a it's a laughably diverse cast. Right, like literally, like someone from every nation. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, uh, one of the uh, great things that Devin pointed out in his uh, his review was like why uh, they have a Chinese astronaut. Um, I who... think she was Korean. Oh, uh, uh, that his words, not mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, chi, who? Uh, why would a Chinese astronaut be chosen if she doesn't speak English? Everyone right. else in the crew speaks English. And the the answer is to create tension and drama. Yes, which why, and, it, and why not? It, it yeah, fails so, miserably. So, like at. the
2: the countries that are going to war, of course they have mm-hmm. a representative on on this um, on mm-hmm. the ship. Mm-hmm um you get a little side story of of the ma- our main character and her uh husband yeah um on earth and what's going on what's going on down there um and basically this movie is the introduction to what uh the what is introduced in the first cloverfield movie so it's almost like a prequel to that it's you know the days and weeks and months and years leading up to um the 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 event that happens in New York right? Uh, that we see in the found footage.
1: <clears throat> yes. Uh, interesting side note um, that someone, uh, I can't take credit for this, but someone did some snooping on the internet. They um, fire up the particle accelerator at the 18 minute and 20 second mark. Of the Cloverfield paradox. And that is, um, the 18 minute and 20 second mark is when there's the explosion in Manhattan in the original Cloverfield. Well, there you go. That's a little. Yeah. So there's some really good Easter eggs in there for sure, but Easter eggs are not, uh, doesn't, Easter eggs do not a good movie make. So yes, we get, we get the
2: comically diverse cast. Mm -hmm. We've got the, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, stuff going wrong on the ship. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. They end up going to another dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what this felt like, and in Devin brought this up in his his review. It felt like, it felt like sh- Sphere, right? Yeah. And it didn't even only feel like Sphere. S- sphere. It also felt like Event Horizon yeah. and Abyss and Red yeah. Planet and 2001: A Space
1: Odyssey. Like. It felt so, um, to piggyback off that, I felt like I just watched this movie between life and yes. season four, episode one, uh, the, the USS Callister of Black right. Mirror. I like, I just watched this. This is an unoriginal sci-fi movie. I get it. Why, why are we doing this again?
2: And, and I would have appreciated this so much more if they just would have
1: done a tongue in cheek.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, semi-satire cool. sat, semi yeah send, you know it, I mean? send it up because it it's
1: it's ready for that it's primed for that
2: it was it without the tongue-in-cheek
1: yeah yeah the um, um so the, the things start going wrong when they wind up in the alternate dimension and what really it really bothered me um because it is just lazy writing because anything that anything weird going on like Oh we're, oh, oh, we're in an alternate dimension. That, that's why, uh, you know, the, the Irish guy's hand got stuck in the wall. Like, uh, that's, that's why the German guy might be bad. Like, it's just such a, uh, a um, lazy hook to hang everything on. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. It, it's just like this, this nonsensical shit is happening. Well, why is it happening? Oh, we're in an alternate dimension. Uh, who knows? <clears throat> Anything goes here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, well,
2: you made a good point with what li- It actually made me appreciate life that much more because At least of was... the gravity. Like, the first thing that bumped me right away was everyone's sitting down. Yeah. And there's gravity. and walking yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And, like, that just ruins your... Ruins it. Like, give me a reason why people are walking, you know, and not floating.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. It just that stuff. It it just feels more like a um, a uh, kind of a hard thing to knock. Sometimes I think because it's like a budgetary restraint. Oh, I understand, but but, but at the but same that's time,
2: why I love life that
1: much right. more now because they took the care to make it, it actually feel looks authentic. Yeah. Yeah, it looks more authentic, for sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this, this, basically just everything goes haywire, and the reason is they're in an alternate dimension. Um, and it really does feel, so the, like, um, between the main character and her boyfriend, her boyfriend's back on Earth, um, that stuff feels like the 10 cloverfield lane ending. Like that stuff yes. is just tacked on there. Yeah. And uh the thing that's I think some people are trying to uh excuse certain things in this movie by saying like oh, well, you know, it it started out as uh the god particle and then, you know, JJ J. Abrams got his hands on it. And like I don't think that that happened, no. especially with all the Easter eggs throughout the movie. And Batman Begins' working title was Intimidation Game. It's something they—it's something that um, companies do to to hide what's actually going on. It's right. you know, um, so uh, even even if it was something that like there was a working script and and they reworked it to be a Cloverfield movie, there was care taken with making sure that this was part of the universe there just wasn't really care with making a good movie no (laughs) um i i I said to Devin, like it, it honestly seemed like a fifth grader wrote it and a group of his peers edited it because there's no um like there's no sense of consequence for anything like it's just like things just happen like like this movie is just filled with ideas and and it's like well why are all these ideas happening uh it's in an, it, it's an alternate dimension yeah 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 <laughs> okay. well, why not yeah okay. exactly whatever um and the, <laughs> the other thing uh the thing that like uh i kind of can I would like to appreciate, but it, it's just such a bad movie that I can't. Is the whole idea that like, oh, the Cloverfield paradox will explain everything, the cl- um, you know, time uh, collapsed on itself or whatever, and and these creatures were unleashed in different times, and like, I I uh, it's a kind of an ambitious idea, and I feel like I get it. But at the <laughs> same time, it's like it feels so unearned because it's just such a bad movie a, with yeah, bad, it's, it's, bad well, explanations and, for everything. Yeah, they just spent—I
3: <laughs> don't know—and
1: yeah. it kind of goes against J.J. J. Abrams' whole um, whole uh, "what's in the box" mentality. Um, not not seven, but he did a TED talk where he was talking about the uh, the like magic boxes, like. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll link to it on our Twitter. Um, okay, but well, i will send, send to listen, it to but you. Like, for but, those
2: people who's like, oh, JJ Abrams hands on it and then it ruined it. No. no, Like that's bunk because they like anything you watch JJ J. Abrams do mm-hmm. when he puts his name on it, like he like he takes too much care of stuff. Like you look right. at the the Star Trek and the Star Wars and even um. Uh, what was it? Uh, um, eight millimeter,
1: uh, Super Eight, yeah,
2: Super Eight, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Cage. <laughs>
1: it's hard not to. I understand. Yes.
2: I often, um, of but Nicolas Super Eight, and, like, there's a lot of care taken with those movies to right. make them, you know, feel a certain way. Yeah, and like to blame it on him would be it's silly it's just i mean it's his production company right it's his production company it's his
1: i mean the whole thing is birthed from his original movie right so it's like yeah yeah it's not like he uh, like the whole excuse that like oh everything was tacked on and like maybe we'll learn that there were extensive reshoots and stuff like that but there was a lot of care taken to um tie this into the universe but there just wasn't a lot of care taken with logic or storyline strong or writing character or development, character or development. Or yeah
2: i mean it's offensively
1: like uh one-dimensional it's characters. dull it's, it's a like, dull movie like yeah. i think it l- it looks fine enough um but yeah there's a couple
2: cool special effects yeah. with the um you know the freezing like into the yeah
1: but then, even then, it's just so but fucking they, silly. Like, they had to, yeah. why, why would the cabin all of a sudden, you know, collapse on itself and freeze? Because yeah. they're in an alternate dimension. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm that's, just, yeah. that's the it catch-all.
2: Just, yeah. It was just a reason to get to that scene, you know, yeah. to, to get to that shot. Yeah. Yeah. We got yeah.
1: a couple good ideas, and uh, we're going to figure it out from there. Okay, guys? It's going to be great. Ready? Break. Yeah, exactly um it's just it's just frustratingly bad and um so there's a couple things that really bother me about the the promotional aspect of it too is um to circle back to what we were talking about earlier uh when they did this with 10 cloverfield lane it it was an exciting surprise and it worked really well yeah and um you think like oh they're you know they're trying to capture the magic again but then you watch the movie and it kind of feels like they're trying to get ahead of the bad reviews yeah like it's almost uh, like th- they- i mean
2: well here's the good thing okay i mean for them mm-hmm. is that of the people that respond to us and we interact with
1: right we've all
2: like watched you it. you've watched it you watched it before i even said we should watch it mm-hmm. i watched it before you said we should watch it mm-hmm. um Devin, Neil both watched it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Fredo probably checked it out. Like yeah. like the people that we interact with, like everyone's watched right. it already.
1: Right. And that's Just, and that's it worked again and it's almost like a they didn't trick us the first time, but now I'm going to be a little more skeptical when things oh, yeah. have these hot drops. Yeah. Um but uh, Another thing that really bothers me about it is um, I watched it with OT and she was like, well, I mean, it's a Netflix movie. Like, yeah. No, that's not an excuse. That's not yeah. First off, yeah. uh, it has the budget is 10 million higher than it was for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Obviously, it's a little mm. more um, visually demanding, a lot more visually demanding than 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, but. You know, great visuals can't compensate for a great story. If we're comparing the two, that's fairly obvious. Um, Netflix paid $50 million to get the rights to this. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, Netflix wants to be taken seriously as they, you know, they want to challenge the box office. And mm. the, we saw it happen with Bright. Bright is getting um, light, you know, mild to heavy bashing. Um, but it was a huge streaming success and how many more of these big movies that are critical flops that even audiences aren't crazy about. Are we going to put up with before we don't take it seriously? Like this is is, like, I think that that's uh, a bigger problem than we're making it out to be because Netflix is not a subpar; It's not an excuse for lower to lower your standards. I mean, they make great television. Uh, the first thing that comes yeah. to mind is Stranger Things, right? Me. Yeah, and that's
2: that's the that's the thing that they. So you're, what I guess it what you what I would be worried about is that <clears throat> because movies like Bright and this, yeah. like the people that already have Netflix, yeah, are going to be watching it anyway, or, or right. even if whoever watched it. but it's not going to draw new subscribers, right? Right, but. But things like Stranger Things, I'm sure they got a bump. In
1: they must, yeah, they have to have
2: a bump just from like the, the water cooler talking stuff that, oh, yeah. that went on with that. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean their TV, the TV is right on. I mean with uh, yeah. Ozarks, which is really good. I've heard a good thing about that. What that uh, carbon something? Yeah, I'm interested in that is. one
1: too. Uh, altered carbon. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so I've heard good things about that. Like so. Yeah, it's 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 a kind of a scary thing because like you can't keep throwing uh, good money after after
1: bad. Right, you're not because they're not this the system. They're trying yeah. to challenge the system, and when you try and challenge the system, it's like the same thing with um, uh, big baller brand. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I it, it really is. Like I think I think it's awesome that there's like we all scoff at um, Levar Ball. Ball, but he's. he's chasing the American dream. Like he's going up against the Nikes and the Adidas Mm -hmm. and, and we all laugh at him and write him off as like obnoxious. But like, I think that there's, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of the guy. Like he's going after them. But the problem is you have to spend $500 to get a shoe that no one likes. And And it doesn't come for like six or eight months. Right. It's a bad product. The only thing that I do like is I, um was listening to a podcast and they were they were talking about how the customer service is allegedly bad and i guess oh it's a guy great call, yeah a guy called in and he's like, and he's complaining about his shoes and the guy with big baller brand was like you sound like a small baller bro yeah <laughs> that's amazing um but yeah. it's but it's not sustainable like no. that's so uh, you know if netflix keeps throwing this big money after these b movies um, but we see it, the, the other side of that coin with Netflix, though, is we're talking, we were just talking about these documentaries that are fantastic. They're mm-hmm. getting, getting nominated, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they put their, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, they got a nominated with, you mm-hmm. know, nominated with, yeah. It Um, I, I, so, you know, I guess, you know, when it comes to like feature movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, you look at, I mean, you look at. Hell, you look at—I know Miramax isn't like a great thing to bring up right now, but I mean, at one point in time, Miramax was kind of just this indie little, crappy little thing. Yeah. It was now, like- at at one point in time, that was the one of the the this prestige movie right. places, and so like, it it's going to take time. They're not going to come out with you know right. They don't have. I don't. I I don't think they could deal or compete with. Some of those bigger like Paramount and whatever Universal right. for the bigger one or the Marvel studios or Disney for Christ's sakes. Um, um yeah. well, I mean. but um I I think that given time, I mean they do have the potential to do good stuff. And like a movie like Mudbound, that's mm-hmm. a Netflix original, good movie, right? Yeah. Um so there is good, there is
1: bad. Right. There is good uh and yeah, I get the good and bad of it, but when like the big titles that you have mm-hmm. are you know, you have the this big um Super Bowl ad and uh you know it generates a good buzz, but the product is bad.
3: Like, yeah. Um
2: yeah. yeah, I it, and they had to spend they had to spend how much money for on uh, yeah on the on you know what, four million bucks for a thirty second ad?
1: Right yeah on top yeah. of the 50 million that they spent to get the Cloverfield paradox, yeah um, so they're I mean they're really going for it, but they're just not I don't know, I, I just don't want it to become the thing where Netflix is synonymous <laughs> with direct you know made for TV movies, yeah, and that's yeah. already like, like yeah, I said, we're rooting for Netflix, yeah, that's absolutely we're, we're not, and I, I think that's why this this stings so much,
2: yeah, because we don't want Disney to take over streaming, no. I don't, I mean, I don't, no, because no. I, I hope they put out a streaming pro platform, and it's it's a competitive thing, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, then you get, yeah. then it gets competitive, and you don't have a monopoly, it's good. Yeah, competition is have, good
1: for the consumer, and that's why Disney needs to go away. It brings out the best, so. But, but they're going to find this, and they're going to shut us down, because I said that probably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i gave it a four i thought this was of, offensively crappy when did i give it did i give it a four I, either four
2: or five mm-hmm. um i give it a four yeah look at that all right
1: yeah so we'll this is down. not the road we want to go down especially i think too a, a big part of um I I think you know it's maybe easy to say a big part of disliking it was liking Ten Cloverfield Lane so much but it but I came in expecting something different and I got something different so it's mm-hmm. not so my ex, my expectations were met in that regard but it just was not a good movie it was I don't know it it felt the execution was just really sloppy Yeah so. No I yeah it it was bad
2: and by the way uh the character was Chinese so Okay. Story about that.
1: Okay. Um, well, let's... Uh, uh, if you don't have anything else to say, we can close out this discussion with uh, Master Zed's um, review of it, which I think yes. is a, a little kinder than ours, um, than mine for sure. Uh, he says, I really wanted to like it, and I came out of it net positive, but there were so many plot holes and inaccuracies in physics, it pulled me out of the movie. It's a great concept, the intertwining of parallel dimensions and man fiddling with its balance. There was some good social commentary, but at times it went from subtle to in-your-face. It also seemed really inconsistent with character motives. Chris O'Dowd being Chris O'Dowd was the only consistency. Uh, Why would a Chinese astronaut be chosen if she doesn't speak English? She understood it sometimes, I think. Not sure. (laughs) And and was she a spy with Vogel from The Martian? Not sure. Anyways, I'm also sick right now, so maybe I didn't quite get the full experience and nitpicked it. Six out of ten. Cheers. Well, we hope you feel better. And like I said, uh, you didn't nitpick. You were far too kind. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes, I think I think you're, uh, yes, the drugs you're taking to get better yeah. have affected your ability to... <laughs> you know that yeah. you're giving things higher ratings yeah i think that's a a side effect yeah you may rate things that
1: are bad better than they are <laughs> it needs to be on there on the bottle but yeah. um <laughs> yeah it, it's uh i agree good good concept i i thought that it would be uh better executed especially coming off of uh you know they. yeah yeah i don't know it would have been yeah
2: it it uh, i i hmm. Yeah, it would have been nice to see something a little, a little bit better. Yeah, I would have loved for
1: that. a like must see sci fi movie mm-hmm. exclusively streaming on Netflix. Like I, I want that, but yeah, not didn't get it here. So yeah, I'm I'm
2: pretty much done with Danger on a Ship. Mm. You know. Yeah, right, it really, right it's
1: really gonna have to be done well. It's it's tough. Yeah.
2: But, um, before we go, I did want to say, uh, Ross, uh, chimed in. Yes. Um, and, uh, he gave us a list of, um, of the best, the, the best Aussie craft beers, mm. uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, I was looking down oh, through yeah. it. I, I can honestly, I don't know if I've ever had an Australian beer. I know I've had yellow tail.
1: Hmm. Wine, go to party. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I've had Fosters. Is that genuine? Oh yeah, Australian? I guess Australian Fosters. I that, think that's, that's probably the, that. right. Yeah, that'd be I, I, like I, oh, I've had American beer, Miller Lite. Yeah.
2: Well, I've had, I've had, um, yeah, I had it at, out at Outback, which is the most American.
1: Oh, <laughs> just get a bloomin' Restaurant onion, bloomin' onion, and a Fosters, delicious. Yeah, crikey.
2: Yes. <laughs> I did. Oh, the um, I did kind of like the, the Crocodile Dundee uh, spoof trailer. Yeah, yeah. With uh, with uh, know, Danny McBride, Chris Helmworth. and yeah, Chris. Uh, yeah. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Because <laughs> he was so disappointed, he's like, "This isn't a movie, is it?" Yeah. Like, no.
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was the theme this year was uh, self-aware commercials.
2: Oh yeah. And speaking of yeah, uh, uh, Stranger Things. What's his name? Yeah.
1: Hopper, whatever his yeah. real name is. So yeah, yeah.
2: Uh so yeah. That's that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Um. Oscars are cranking up. We should have a, um, in the next probably two weeks. Probably have a best of. So oh yeah. If if you guys, I tell you what, you can do. Um. Send us your, um send us your um your top top movies from this year. Yeah. Or from 2017, whatever you've seen.
1: <clears throat> at gmail.com
2: Yeah, yeah, you do that. Um did we say did I say what uh Neil thought about the uh, uh
1: uh I don't know. What I, he thought
2: about Cloverfield?
1: I don't think so. We can
2: Okay, yeah, I'll go back real quick. Um uh oh, best I say is okay. Mm-hmm. The acting was good, visually was fine, but the storyline was a little haphazard. Uh, I did say that. Yeah, yeah. So All six right. out of ten. Um, but yeah. Uh, if you guys have your top movies from two thousand seventeen, let us know. Um, and we'll yeah give it. Let us know and we'll work it in somehow to the podcast. I think we could probably do just a probably do a quick you know uh, assignment mo- thing, and we could probably yeah. spend a good long time on uh, on best to. movies absolutely so looking forward to that we may have some guests coming up here shortly too yes. so that'll be fun
1: looking forward to it and
2: other than that uh i yeah i wonder what my parallel dimension version of myself like the guy that never like you know started drinking and all that stuff just i don't want to think clean about
1: cut that. i don't want to think about
2: that <laughs> you don't want, to, yeah. That's, that's just a little too sad to even think about. You're
1: you're meddling with things that you don't understand, man. Yeah.
2: Yes. Like the straight edged, uh, oh, you know, no.
1: clean cut. Mm-hmm. Doesn't swear. Goes to church. Mm-hmm. Has two daughters. Yes. Short short wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: I, yeah. That that guy's that guy would go postal at one time. Oh like, yeah, he would. Michael if Douglass I didn't, it. Have, yeah. If I didn't have my my uh, my vices yeah um yeah things wouldn't be so good yeah. anyways, uh, yeah, that's all I got
1: all right, we'll be back Bye. Bye.